Hello. Things are not going well today. Um, you have not received your parcel? Launch Skype and it tells me call recorder no longer works with this new version of Skype. Oh boy. I download the latest version of call recorder. It will not launch on my Mac mm. because it is too old. <laughs> now I'm going to, now I'm going to try. Are you aware of the, the bitter irony of that, John? Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm well aware. Okay. I, I'm actually trying right now to go dig out an older version of Skype to see if I, that will help things. I'm in time machine now in this terrible interface. Mm-hmm. That no longer has a star field in the background. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to see. Oh, God, this is going to take forever, isn't it? Come on, little computer, you can do it. This is all usable, don't worry. You can do it, little computer. <sighs> hmm. All right, well, forget it. Time machine is useless. Hmm. I can't even get out of time machine now. I'm stuck in time machine. Are you running um, Audio Hijack? Yeah, but that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's just belt. Yeah, I know. um what would you like to do uh we're just gonna have to go with uh audio hijack you're gonna get an audio hijack Uh, i'm not gonna have your side recorded i'll just have my side recorded and the call recorder is call recorder is done i don't know i'll have to to, uh, see if i can getting anything off of time machine i go in my applications folder like just trying to open the applications folder it back like five days it just it takes 20 minutes on my computer so i'm not gonna do that now i feel like um having uh had occasion recently to try and find um uh an old like from 2016 skype call that of course i deleted a long time ago that is backed up in different places uh, and i eventually did find it um in a dropbox um archive but um I'm starting to feel like Time Machine, if you don't run it all the time, how can I put this? It's not that useful for finding stuff of a certain age. It, it is useful for finding something you accidentally deleted yesterday, but it's not that great for finding stuff from a long time ago. And on the other hand, I don't want to have it running. I've got my, I've got, I use that uh, Time Machine editor, I think it's called, where it only runs at a certain time of day. But I don't know. It's, it's, the interface is starting to feel pretty creaky. Yeah, I mean, half the time I can just go into the, because I know where the files are, just go into the back volume and get the thing out. It's just this, my time machine stuff is on spinning disks, mm-hmm. and you know, because it makes sense because it's big, yeah. but it's so slow. It's so slow, and everything about, you know, you just go into your applications folder and just think of the, what the finder does to display your applications folder. It's got a, you know, because each one of those applications is itself a folder full of files that mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's, traversing to get the icons out of them or maybe it's trying to calculate the size i don't know what the hell is doing the point is it takes forever so i could not in the five minutes before uh this call began uh actually restore skype to its earlier version would you prefer to take a break and see if you can find it no we're we're doing audio hijack i, I can find it i know it's right there i saw it it just it's gonna take literally like 60 mm-hmm. minutes All to right. recover okay. that from the thing it's a, computers right. are slow yeah not with you. I'm with you. You um you you said this a few weeks ago on ATP, where uh I forget what the context was, but it had something to do with Max, and you were talking about you know just please like never stop making everything faster. Like it's still no matter how fast it gets, it's never fast enough. Like 
keep optimizing everything. You know, I want to zero bounces in the dock. Like, you know what I mean? I, and I, I'm with you. I think like, I think, um, I think that's a place I would like to see effort. I don't want, I don't complain too much because things have been pretty good lately. So I don't want to jinx it, but I'm with you. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. You Mm -hmm. might say. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I had to... <laughs> now that I can't mute myself, you're just going to hear all of my key clicks and everything. It's <gasps> well, going to be super laugh? exciting. I don't mind the nose blowing if I get to well, hear the I laughs. Can, I, I guess I can. I can uh, mute myself with, like the, cave, with the Skype mute, but it won't actually mute in the recording. So. Oh, jeez. Well, listen, seriously. I mean, well, well do you want to do something no, different? I got this, this is the... Well, why no, are you still complaining? Gotta, you're still complaining. I'm not still complaining. You're, you're complaining. You're, you're, you do you're, that. This is the third time you've asked me if I want to do something different, and the first two times the answer was the same. So who's wasting time? Who? Wasting time. John, John, John. Go look up the word friendship. Mm-hmm. I know it's probably not in your dictionary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I look it up, mm-hmm. and I, I find a picture of myself. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Your wallet's full of blood. <laughs> Wait, what is, I don't get that one. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> your uh, here's wallet the thing. full of blood? Don't worry, you won't get it. Um, I, you, I don't get it, but then you can explain it to me, and then I'll know. Who's what wasting is. time now? This I'm is, trying to this help. This is not you a waste of time. This is essential. I'm trying to help you because I am your friend. I know mm-hmm. you have a lot going on today. Mm-hmm. And see, I almost didn't text you because I thought if I texted you, you'd say you never have to ask me about. Will I remember? I just thought I. <laughs> you didn't weren't texting me to remind me, were you? I was no. Oh my god, I could be home watching. Silicon Valley with my family. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe, you know, I was trying to be your friend. And and I've I've been supportive of you today. I've been very supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sent you a congratulations and I said seriously, so you'd know I wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you and put then, the period at the end of the sentence. So is that the that they're not kidding? I don't know. I don't know what the code is now. Mm. <sighs> anyway, it's been a rough day. Godspeed you black emperor. Yeah, it's just me over here. It's yeah, God, Godspeed you, Black Emperor. Is the band that line's from? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know that band. I don't know any of their songs. So I'll take your word for it. You ever seen Twenty Eight Days Later? Uh sure. When uh, the guy with the pretty eyelashes is wandering around in London. Mm, you know, that's not the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like when he first wakes up. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. No, I could not place that music. Oh come on! It's so good. That's I mean, if you, Black if you know the song already, I'm sure it, it stands out to oh, you. Oh, it's but very I, memorable. Uh, dim it's memorable. recollection of that movie. They, they edited it. Edited it. <laughs> hmm They edited <laughs> No. They just, made an edit on it. Mm-hmm. They changed it. Is what they, did. they changed it. They flipped it and reversed it. And then mm-hmm. they, uh, so it would fit, you know, for what they wanted to do in the movie. But um, that's a pretty good movie, and uh, they're a very good, uh, very good band from, um, I believe they're from uh, K-Back. There goes that train. Yeah, so it's just me oh over my. here. Oh. Just me and the two monsters. I've uh, been so supportive of you all day. Yeah, I know it's going to be old like, news, so are you going to break the, I, it's going to be old news by the time this comes out, but yeah. did it arrive today? No, not yet. You're kidding. Yeah, Do you, so you know he, it's, it's, it's almost 940 there? I know. Well, the truck is right in the neighborhood. The, all day long, this... All right, so let, what context service? here. What I'm waiting, what I'm waiting what for a, com, a computer to arrive. It's a computer yes. I've waited 10 years to buy, yada, yada, whatever. But the point yeah. is, I'm waiting for a package, yeah. which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm off work today so that I can receive the package because it is very large, very heavy, and very expensive. Yeah. Surely I will have to sign for it. And I have concerns. Not like I'm not in a hurry to get it. 
Like, whatever. Whenever it gets here, it's fine. I waited 10 years. I can wait five more days. I don't even care. That's not what this is about. I'm concerned, as you would imagine if you have heard the episode where we talk about the refrigerator, I'm concerned that a, a very large 80-plus pound package is arriving at my house. Mm-hmm. Let's see, based on, based on your understanding of me, what, what are my concerns about an 80-plus pound package arriving at my house? I, I am more than happy to address this. This is one reason I tried to be supportive. I was, I've been all day long all day long I've been sitting and I've just, I've been like holding my bowels waiting to hear that you got a dented box. What are your concerns? Your concerns are, um, not your top concern. One of your concerns is that they're not going to try at all. One of your concerns is that they will try, but not very hard. I think your biggest concern is that there has been damage in transit. So city people have this problem. I hear a lot from, from Mike Hurley with his, this, these criminals in London that, Refuse to deliver your packages. I think they just you've don't had even knock. They, they don't even. They don't even knock. They don't even. You know, now that they don't have to put the 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 post-it note on your door anymore, they just put it in the robot. Like mm-hmm. they don't even. They don't even bother to like drive the truck by. Anymore. Yeah, they're they're just ghosts. They're, yeah, they're not. They're not there. And Deli- then you've delivery, got the delivery attempted. And you've got the. You know, it's at the warehouse. You've got that deal, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, so uh, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> That's I'm not, not the city. latest update. The latest update. Yes, it is at the warehouse. I'm not in the city, so I don't have that particular class of problems. So I'm not I'm not actually concerned that they won't deliver it. In fact, I would love for them to say, you know what, we're not delivering it today. Because then it would be like, fine, then I don't have to think about it anymore today. Thank you for telling me you're not going to deliver it today. No, my main concerns, I mean, da- box damage is a good guess. And that is one thing I'm concerned about. Not so much concerned that like someone dropped it out of a truck and it's all crunched and destroyed. Because in general, when I get things they're you know, they're okay. Like I haven't, I've, I've lived out here in the suburbs for Years and years, multiple decades, in general, the packages arrive. They're okay. Mm-hmm. What I'm concerned about is, number one, that it not be raining or snowing. Because when a very large package arrives at your house, uh, there is a chance that it may not immediately go directly from the truck into your house. It may spend some time struggling its way towards your house and into your house. During that time, rain can fall on it. Mm. I don't like the idea of a waterlogged box because, you know, I keep my boxes. You save your boxes, yeah. Right. Keep, keep that, it up there with but, your QCAP. Yeah, and that that I feel like that was like my, you know, frilly, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have that thing to worry about? My, my real main concern is this is a large, heavy box. How are they going to get this box from the truck to my house? Lots of but places you, you that did, can go you did wrong. prepare the way. You I, sent, you sent sure, me a freshly shoveled walk. Yeah, no, everything. It's as easy as it can be, but I'm like, oh, are they going to get a hand truck? Uh, like... A big metal hand truck and take it and scrape it against my, you know, bluestone steps, mm-hmm. right? Like the metal end first. You know, are they going to damage my home <laughs> trying to get a very heavy box to me, right? Uh-huh. Secondary concern, which is <laughs> you now not with the wheels. <laughs> as I'm saying, yeah. Like, how is it? Is it just going to be one person? Is one person going to try to carry it? Of course, they could accidentally drop it. It's icy, so on and so forth. That that is a damage thing, but right, but. For a regular human man who has that sort of work, I don't think that's too. But it's it's very bulky. It's not that it's heavy. It's it's like bulky, you know. Like it's it's you can't get your arms around it. You probably Mm -hmm. need some device to help you, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so you got the you got the like your grandfather's hand truck. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or any any again damaged. I don't want damage to my you know walkway, my nice walkway, the one home improvement thing that I've done in the last whatever. It's it's Mm -hmm. nice. Please don't damage it. Then it has to come, and I don't want it sitting on the porch while I'm signing for it. And then during the day, what I was worried about is I'm here with it. While you're signing for it, you don't want it to be on the porch? Because, yeah, it's getting rained on. It's soaking up water. Is it raining now? 
It's like freezing rain, sleep, you know, New okay. England. All right. Um, and then and and then I got the dog, and the dog goes nuts when anyone comes to the door. So before I can even get to the door, I have to put the dog away, which is easier said than done. If the dog wasn't doesn't want to be put away, and this is one thing that we have in common with the city folk is that if they sneak up on you and end up at your door with the big heavy box that they've already put in a giant puddle on your doorstep, yeah, and then they ring the doorbell, and at that point, you leap up and, and try to get the dog, try to mm -hmm. find the dog and put the dog away. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, these guys aren't home. <sighs> and then they just take it and bring it back and put it back in the truck. So now it has had time to soak in the rain. It's been <laughs> rained on and has sat in a puddle. And then it's going to go back in the truck, sit there overnight, and maybe they'll try again tomorrow. So I think it's the, I think it's the missing the first time where you get the damage. I, 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 I can't prove that. But like, sure, things happen in transit. But I think... I'm just so at least so obviously your your head swims like my head swims when it comes to stuff like this. So you're already imagining dog things and rain things, but like I'm imagining that well we tried and then it goes back in the truck, kukunk, and then at three in the morning or whatever it goes back to the warehouse and probably not the finest that they have to offer working in the middle of the night. Probably take it off the truck. And they put just it kick else. it off the truck. They just you, roll. You follow, you know, they just kick, kick it right off the edge, and then uh, while to entertain themselves during the night, they hit it with baseball bats. Yeah, no, I, I can totally envision that. Yes, right. So, okay. So that I've got the dog to worry about, and you know, am I, am I going to be able to get the dog away? Now, so you, you got an Ocean's Eleven thing. Like at any moment, your doorbell could ring, or you could hear something, or Daisy starts barking, and you know it's go time, and you need to move very quickly. A lot of things got to happen in order. Well, here's here's the thing. So you modern technology. Seems like it's helping here because not only do I have a tracking number, which has been a thing for a long time, but uh, UPS, which is the carrier, also now offers a thing. Follow if you my sign delivery. Up with them, yeah, where you can yeah. follow the GPS coordinates of the delivery truck. So I'm it like, this is on, great, on right? the way in the area, almost there. Yeah, this is great. I don't have to, you know, first of all, it gives you a delivery window. The delivery window, uh, by the way, was 12.15 p.m. to 4.15 p.m. Ooh. We are recording this at 9.45 p.m. Um, no package yet. Anyway, um, I can see where the truck is. So I'm like, oh, great. I don't have to like hear the doorbell and get caught by surprise. All I have to do is keep glancing at this GPS thing, showing a little icon of a truck. And then when it starts getting close to my house, I'll say, okay, now I can put away the dog preemptively. Mm -hmm. This yeah. seems like a perfect solution. Mm. I have put away my poor, long-suffering dog four times today. As in, go find her. Lure her nicely into a room, sit there with her, pet her a little bit, give her a treat, close the door in the room, hear her whine, go downstairs to what will surely be the truck pulling up to my door. Why would I think the truck was about to pull up to my door? Because the little GPS map shows the truck coming closer and closer and closer to my house and turning down the street and turning yeah, down I, that I street. Got, I got some real bad news for you on that and, one. And here it comes. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The GPS on this truck is dead accurate because hmm. it, it would stop two houses down. Mm -hmm. And I'd see it on my map, two houses down. I look out my window, the mm -hmm. truck is two houses down. Mm -hmm. Drives right past my house. Okay. See, now what the, I was going to scotch your deal by saying, like, I, I also have this and have seen this for things, especially uh, things where you can know you're going to have to sign for it. And the, the, I had a couple turn the punch bowl things. First of all, what do they call it in math? A random walk. Like th there are some craziest things happening with the way that they will get mm -hmm. to your house. Mm -hmm. We all know about the taking right turns and stuff. Don't try too hard to apply that logic because in my experience, maybe it's just because it's San Francisco and we're fancy and we get lots of stuff from UPS, but like 
that the I had something delivered the other night. Spoiler alert! Uh, a- after eight p.m., but I'd seen the guy literally in the neighborhood. It had been stuck on that second one the, in the area, in the neighborhood, like like closer than our post office, in the area since I think early afternoon, and he just kept whoop, mm, ah, mm, ah, 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 you know, random walk, stochastic stuff, right? It's walking around. I don't know where. He, I don't know. I don't know how he arrived at this path. I don't know. I always assume it's something about me personally. I, I always assume that there's something about my order that they don't like. Maybe they just don't like my house or me. But it's it's beyond random. And then so the second thing I was going to use the Scotch deal, at least now you, you're going to knock this one down, I guess. I have found that sometimes the truck just appears in, in, in an area that's clearly a residential area. The truck just won't move for an hour sometimes. So maybe that's a gherkin jerk and maybe that's some kind of uh, maybe it's having some fries. I don't know what what's happening there. You just call with mom. But sometimes it just won't move for a while. And then it magically transports to somewhere else. It, you know, does a, you know, a transporter thing. So you have that technology that you can utilize. Can you give me a sense? I, I'm not going to ask you to send me the number, although I really would like to follow it with you. Where, as far as you can tell, is the person with your Mac Pro right now? How far away? Well, I, I'm looking at a map. Uh, it's actually farther away now than it has been for maybe five hours. So Random maybe walks. a bad sign. Random maybe, walks. Maybe maybe the truck is just bailing out. But so I mentioned <laughs> I put my dog away four times. Four times I was absolutely dead sure that this truck was coming. And four times the truck has driven by my house. Four times it it has been like within I could see it out my my windows and my door. They're taking packages to my neighbor. I'm like, they're coming to my house next. That sure thing. One side of the street, the other side of the street, from one direction, from the other. Every time they did not come. I'm pretty sure this same UPS truck delivered a package to me, like before I started tracking it, like outside my delivery window. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty sure, like I heard a clunk. I went out the front door. There was a a box, a smaller box. It was just an unrelated package, right? And then I looked down the street and there was a, a guy walking back to a UPS truck. Right. So I've this had that. I've had that. And I find myself something. I find myself saying the most improbable douchebag sentence, which is just the one thing. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, but there's another thing I gotta pick up my kid later. And like there's a thing coming, I'm supposed to sign for it. And like, and what do you what are you gonna do? You gonna ask him to go through the truck? And you probably would have if you caught him. Yeah, no, but they, he was uh, already down the block. Like, and that, that whole thing of parking the truck, like literally a block away, and then walking with the package, that doesn't make any sense to me either. But whatever, they did that, right? Hmm, okay. um, but that's how I know the GPS is so accurate, because I'd look on the map, and I'd be like, this truck looks like it's parked a block away. And then I'd go out on the sidewalk and look down the block, <laughs> and there's the truck. <laughs> you poor bastard. And so like with the Daisy Adventures, the first time you say, oh, <laughs> pretty sure this is going to be it. Oh, that's not it. Second time, ah. Uh, uh. By the third time, you must have just been losing your mind thinking this has got to be it. Yeah. Now, there's the thing. It, it, as the time went on, I was like, okay, well, all those other times, like whatever. And I had convinced myself, just like you were talking about, is it is it me? Is it my package? I'm like, look, this thing is big and heavy. It's probably at the back of the truck, right? Maybe you don't want to deal with it. Maybe you need, you know, like it's probably buried. There's a lot of packages, right? So it kind of maybe the maybe things that that are signed for they want to wait until people are home from work. Who knows? I'm inventing all these reasons. It's easier to miss them if they're not home. Yeah, Yeah. but each time you know that I go through this, I think it's more likely than the previous time that it's going to be delivered because surely now it's going to be delivered. Now 
and and the final the final insult was uh so my daughter came home on the bus but my son had uh, uh track practice after school and i have to go pick him up uh i usually pick him up from track practice around like five five thirty six depending on when practice is over my delivery window my delivery window was from twelve fifteen to to four fifteen uh he calls at four o'clock and says i'm ready to be picked up and of course the truck is the truck is like 0.25 miles from my house like it is oh, it is zoomed into the closest zoom level on the map it's like it's just like around the corner around the block so now i gotta make the call I'm like, look all right, i have to pick up my son my daughter will not sign for a package which all right well whatever i don't even know if she can she's a minor but you know but she can't get my son from track practice i have to get him so i can say well why don't i i could stay here and wait for delivery window to elapse which would make him super grumpy because then he's got to wait at school for 50 more minutes or i can calculate that based on this this truck's random walk i can get to the school and back before this truck comes <laughs> you got a real fox chicken grain type situation yeah yeah <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and I feel it's, I'm laughing, but I'm I feel so bad. This is I know exactly. I feel like I know exactly how you feel. It, 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 it doesn't hurt that it is something very costly that you've wanted for a long time, and you'd like it to stay nice. But I'm like this with even like the silliest, most trivial things. I just I don't know why it, it matters so much to me to, to get it right. Yeah. So I and it's and by the way, today during the day it has been uh, snowing, and I've been going out and shoveling, making sure everything's clear because you don't want to take your package down in snow. The snow slowly changed to sort of sleet to slush to freezing rain, Ugh. right? And so now the the roads are covered with slush, essentially that is rapidly hardening into ice. Well, I hope they're driving four, carefully at around four p.m. Yeah. So I decide I'm going to I, I got to go pick them up because. What okay, am I going to do? Wait, wait around? Because because the, then when do I? You know, there's waiting around. Seem after that this day, that's pointless. Because how long right. are you going to wait? You, you cross, you cross, you cross with the chicken. You you leave yeah. the chicken tied to a stake on that side. You come back. Yeah, I made my best pitch for my daughter to sign for the package. She refused. I'm like, oh well, I'm going to pick up Alex. Uh, so I immediately left uh, <laughs> after he texted me that he was ready to get picked team, up. Quite a team player, she. <laughs> no, she's. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, I, I, I gave her the two or three sentence picture, but I, but I got to go. Like, time's a wasting, right? Mm-hmm. As, as I'm in the car, she texts me again and says, just so you know, I'm not going to do it. Because <laughs> I'd made a final pitch. I'm like, you can do it. So, anyway. I'm so glad I got you that phone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm driving through the slush, the sleet, the, the rapidly freezing slush. I pick up my son. Now it's getting dark. I come back. Uh, and again, during this time, the truck is like, it's like a right, it's like, it's like poised. It's like right near my house, right? <laughs> the whole time. Um, I get back home. I asked my daughter, did anybody come? Did anybody ring the doorbell? Nope, nothing happened. No. You know, the truck, and I saw on, on the map, like, the truck never got close to my house. So I did not miss the delivery, but that was an exciting little, uh, you know, adventure out into the slush. Uh, how many times is it that, that you know, I mean, that you've looked, how many times has it been in eyesight of wherever you were today? Just once? Uh, I think at least three times I've got eyes on it. But once it you start been... looking, you realize how often a UPS truck goes somewhere yeah, nearby. No, but I know which UPS truck is my UPS truck because I can see it on the map. Uh, but it has been in the neighborhood forever, right? So once the once the delivery window elapsed, once four fifteen passed, mm-hmm. it switched from you already said like the uh, on the road in your area and almost there. Mm-hmm. It had been in your area for three and a half hours. 
because it had just been circling my house, sometimes driving past it. Right. As soon as it crossed 415, as far as I can tell, it just switched to almost there. From 415 until the current moment, which is 955, it is stuck on almost there. So anyway, I'm in the rest of the time I'm home. So it's not a big deal. I'm here. But again, I have to deal with the dog and make dinner. You do all, you know, whatever. But but at least I'm home. At least you're home. Yes. Yes. Right. So I'll be home when it arrives. And then I'm like, well, and, and I'm sure it'll be here before the podcast starts because, well, you know, the podcast well, well is, past when your window yeah, closed. Yeah, we start recording at 930. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it will That's insane. be delivered yeah. by 930. Uh, but no, it has not been. Um, so now I'm looking at the map and I think the truck is going home now. I think the truck is going to sleep. So time. now you're just bracing for the um delay exception or delivery exception. Yeah, because that's got that's what's happening now. Because as we've been speaking, it is I've zoomed out on the, <laughs> the the map level and it has gone back to what I know to be the place where the packages live. Ah, oh. so no Damn delivery it, John. today. That's and, that's. And it, and it just left. It just left my neighborhood. It was like three and a half blocks away when we sat down here. Like he, he could have driven by my house on his way back. Like it was on his way back to the little place where the packages sleep. But he didn't drive by. Do, do you do you at this point regret? I was about to ask you what are the things you almost did, but realized would make you a crazy person. Have you had you considered during the day running up to the truck and asking for uh, uh, your package or? Uh, is, is that something you consider now? Maybe get in the car and start chasing it down. Yeah. I got to say, despite me making fun of Marco for doing that, it never crossed my mind to do that. Really? Because you live, in a, not, you live in a society. Yeah. But, but also because I'm not desperate to get the package. I just want the situation resolved. That's all I want. If they had From said, your mouth to God's ear, there's so many people that will not understand it's about resolving the situation. The package <sighs> is almost secondary. Just put me out of my misery. Like, whatever. Deliver it, deliver it a week from now. I don't care. Yes. Just when you say you're going to deliver it, deliver it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. No. I, I. That feels to me like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you could continue to prepare the way and do any variety of things. It's just that now... Uh, you know, so just, I'm just, makes me so goddamn mad. I, and you can't complain because you, you sure sound like a jerk. But like, it's that it's that uh, this is why I want things on my calendar. If my calendar today is don't have to stay at home doing nothing to watch for Mac Pro to arrive, bar, there's all kinds of stuff I can do. I could even pick up my kid. Mm-hmm. But like, as long as you're on the horns of that dilemma, like you are, you're a little bit, you're powerless to do anything about it. And it's like, it's just. Uh, yeah, the the worst part was like it, it was going so well in the morning. Like twelve fifteen is coming, like the beginning of the winter. First of all, I see the truck before twelve fifteen. I see it it's close by. I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to get delivered early. Look how close it is. One of the first the first uh, putting away of the dog took place before the window. I'm like, oh, I'm getting lucky. It's going to come at like ten. So I put the dog away. It goes by. Nothing happens. Right. Anyway, the dog has a, a play date in the afternoon that I don't have to take her to. She gets picked up for her play date <laughs> with the other doggies. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, this will be this will be great. Because I see the truck approaching again, and surely this is the real one, because the previous one wasn't in my window, so I'm not going to get it then. But now my window has arrived, um, and it's like, you know, 1230, and I see the truck approaching, and then it, she gets picked up for her doggy play date. So off she goes to her doggy play date, and she's excited, and she sees her friends, and she's gone. I'm like, now the dog's not in the house. This is a perfect time for the delivery to come. This is a, Everything's coming up Millhouse. Yes. So they're going to come to the door. It's the, er, it's the beginning of my window. I see the truck coming down the block. Whoop, drove right by. That's the kind of day I've been having, and it's just, I, I burn the whole day on just constantly looking at the stupid GPS map of the stupid truck icon, 
and and it's like wh- why do you you know why do you care especially if the dog is out of thing i again i want to be there to like say no please don't put that box down on the wet thing just uh, the door is open before you even get to me let's just into the house into yeah. the house on the floor right in the doorway that's it that's all your job is done put it down inside the doorway where it is not in a puddle and not getting rained on and you know i'll help you carry it i'm there for you i'm like i'm ready i'm here i am the walk is shoveled i'll sign for your thing and then i would just let it sit there like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna open the box up it's not gonna do anything if you were asking if, if i was gonna set stuff up that makes sense a lot of people want to do that me no uh-uh. That's, that can sit there no, 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 i would no, go no. to sleep no, content I, I, you're selling past the clothes and here's the thing the person who's, who's nominally going to deliver this thing to you uh, was probably in junior high when you bought your last mac pro right maybe, maybe high school mm-hmm. but they don't understand they don't understand this is this is a big deal there's there's a lot of there's a lot of lore that's gone into this there's been a lot you've been you've been very patient You've been, you've been, uh, you've been gracious, you know, and this mountain's covered with wolves. Bring me my Mac pro. (laughs) What's so, what is, what is, what is so difficult? Let me ask you this. You're a very rational person. Uh, this is not a trap. Um, have there, so like, you know me and you know that I employ a great deal of magical thinking in my life. Um, have you found yourself thinking a little bit magically today? Have there been points where you look for, cues from the universe that this will or won't happen today i'm just curious as a as a listener and as you're probably no. one of the least magical thinking people i know except in as much as you're a pessimist that's a kind of magical thing is kind of mm, yeah but like have you have you have you found yourself like looking for like looking at uh, sheep entrails to see how this is going to go i have not that, okay that's good. Not, good for you good for you not a thing that occurs to me to do although uh, honestly i would have been open to that maybe at a certain point <laughs> i bet after like, that third or fourth time you're you're ready to see some entrails yeah i just i i felt like i was looking for things like can i just tell them don't bother can i, I is there a thing that i could just say like but but like you said about the the second shipment like now it's gone back to, to sleep with the packages and now i worry about it more like i just it's not what this package doesn't deserve this kind of treatment no it's bad enough that like it's been bumping around on a truck all day like that's no good well so like when daisy went on a play date like you know did the person who was conducting the play date like send you a photo and say like daisy's doing great you know that happens a lot i know i do that I'm the kind hey, of responsible we, we get person. Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying. So what I'm saying here is, it would be nice for them to just maybe send you a photo and say, "Don't worry, it's fine. You're, you're, she's fine." Yeah, I don't want to misattribute your Mac Pro's um, pronouns, but you just it would just be nice to see it somewhere dry, and, it, and this end up is pointing the right way. Everything is fine. There's no dents. Everything is good. Just a way to put you at ease and say, we got this. Don't worry. <laughs> it's going to get to you, it, it, hopefully tomorrow or sometime. Oh, now, now we get into this. Are you off tomorrow too? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it is getting a little bit tighter. So I've been, I've been pushing things around. You mentioned in the beginning of like whether we want to keep going with this because of Skype difficulties, whatever. Uh, things are tight. Uh, this week is pretty tightly scheduled uh i had to push a podcast uh from tomorrow night because tomorrow night i have to pick my son up uh from an away track meet and those get back anytime between 7 p.m and 10 30 p.m <laughs> your son's delivery window yeah he has a delivery window <laughs> the, the rules of the track thing are you uh-huh. can't you can't pick your children up like from the track meet you have to wait they, they have to come and go on the bus together i don't know safety reasons or whatever or maybe it's just team can ride I mean, that's the rule so you can't like accelerate the process by just swooping oh. in and grabbing your kid hmm. they take forever especially when they're far away like out of state track meets and they stop for dinner and do all this stuff right um so 
uh, my son will be returning tomorrow from his away meet. That's totally in my podcasting time. So I can't do any podcasts tomorrow night. So I shifted that one yesterday. So now I'm doing this one today. And then the 19th is Star Wars. And then there's another podcast on the 20th. Wow, uh, and then... And then work... Will you be off work for a long time? Yeah, I'm off for the rest of the year now. Okay. Jeez. But my work now is apparently just running around my house like a crazy person looking at an icon of a truck on a, on a phone screen. It's That's so my, unsatisfying. What is the work of dogs in your country? <laughs> the second rule of track meet is you do not talk about track meet. Yeah. So anyway, my thing my thing is well and truly not, like it's not on the map anymore. It has gone. You're pretty sure it's moving the wrong direction It's, it's gone back home. Yeah. That, interestingly, they haven't sent me any emails or updates. Let me see. Hmm. Let me see if I can. You log should see it there my... on the on the on the site. Yeah, no, the map the map has changed to uh, not available. Your follow my delivery live map is no longer available. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's Good. like I I saw usually I saw where that, it went. Off, I know that where often happens right like seconds before it shows up. Yeah, sometimes, but now it's like I I saw the truck go back to the the place where the package. You know, safe. when you see the tracking, it's like you know, it's in Kentucky, it's in whatever, it's always mm. in this place. Right yeah, before yeah, it yeah. is out for delivery, it just went back to the place where it goes before it's out for delivery. It'll, it's probably, it'll go, it'll get a good night's sleep, and then it'll have a hearty breakfast and be ready for delivery within a 12.15 to 4.15 window tomorrow. It'll pretty definitely come tomorrow. Let's see what it says. Uh, tracking numbers? Does it know about this shipment? I, I always okay. search for my email for the damn tracking number. It's impossible to find. Uh, good old. You don't have a 1ZW? Manage home deliveries. Uh, now you gotta have the, you gotta track. pay. You gotta pay for that. Yeah. I don't want to. Do I want to type in this trapping number? That's you ridiculous. Copy no, and paste. Long. Hey, copy and paste. One ZW. I can't. Find, it's on my phone. I can't copy and paste it off the damn web page. Don't you hate I'm sure that? You can't hand I'm, off. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I'm trying to copy and paste something off a web page, and it's like, oh look, it finally highlighted something. I should screenshot that. Let's see what the hell it even copied. <laughs> I'm going to put this into notes. Oh, no, I probably can't do that because does notes load on my ancient computer? And is it shared with the notes <laughs> on my phone? All right, I did that. Oh. And now I'll go into notes and I'll see if autosave has made something happen. Lo and behold, it has. I have a okay. tracking number. I signed in. It should know about this thing. Why do I have to enter my tracking number again? It should be listed in my mm-hmm. deliveries, but it is not. Uh, what do you have to say about uh, delay? Hmm. Scheduled uh, delivery. Please check back later for scheduled delivery. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah. All right. Although the 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 shipment progress still says uh, in transit, it is not in transit. Well, it's in transit back to where the package is sleeping. No, it's already there. Like I saw the truck arrive. Oh, it's at, like there, at the there. place. Oh, yeah, it is. I saw the truck move, 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 become yeah. stationary at the place where the package is sleep, and now it. I shut the lights off. Yep. Well, there we go. I can have it send me updates though. That's good. Delivery options is one of the options to get it delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Always Jazz check the options. Break. Jazz break. Redelivered, <laughs> redelivered to my address. What oh, does that, that mean? <laughs> Redeliver. That means that they deliver it once, and then yeah. what happens? Like it's like uh, it's like software. Like when they give it to you, they still have it themselves. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's like in a quantum software state. No, like like software where it's. I forget. There's a word for it, but like if, if you give me an apple, you no longer have an apple. But oh, it, you're but saying you, you don't uh, when you light somebody's taper, et cetera, et cetera. Because you with the flame, you're don't passing use it drug, on. drug analogies with me. I don't get them. No, 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 no. It's like Thomas Jefferson says, uh, you know, about Lawrence Lessig. You know, uh, Creative Commons. You're lighting somebody's candle. It doesn't diminish your candle. 
right? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, well, redelivery. I, I think we can agree, or we should agree, agree that the the redeliver is probably not the most sensitive way to put that. I mean, that seems like a duping bug. Now I can make analogies you don't get. Sure, you can follow radar. There's a, a, a gaming thing. Like, so when there's duping oh. bugs in games, uh, oh. it's where you can make a duplicate of an item. So if you're in a game that has some kind of commodity or currency. Oh, like a monster factory. Yeah, sure. I've seen that. Where, where you can, you shouldn't be able to, if you can make two candlesticks out of one candlestick and yes. candlesticks cost one cent, that you find that duping bug, now you have unlimited money because you can just dupe that candle forever, right? Oh, you can also do console commands. Yeah. Yeah. So redeliver to my address makes it seem like they deliver something to your address and you can just ask them to redeliver it and they'll bring you a second couch and a third couch and a fourth couch. You don't have to explain the joke to me. You don't have to give it to me in bullet. I, I understood the joke. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm I, not you explaining it to you. I'm explaining to our listeners. Oh my God. You have, you have run down your strategic empathy supply. That's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. running down a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a bunch of Tom Betty when he died because that's the thing you do, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm playing it for my kids and I'm wondering, I I mean, they, my kids don't comment on the music I play for them, but I play, I play my music for them. I guess it's like whatever, I mean, whatever our parents played, it was like their music. Yeah. Like, so I'm playing my music and it is, it does involve Tom Petty and, you know, R.E.M. and U2 and Bruce Springsteen and everything. But I do wonder what they, what they think of it because Tom Petty is a new flavor for them, I think. Um, I'm going to bet they super hate it. Maybe it's hard for me to tell. Like mm, that's uh, middle aged man music. I agree, but here's the thing: uh, when they actually really hate it, they will immediately moan and roll their eyes. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, if "Let It Go" comes on because I was in the rotation at a certain point, but you know, as as I'm sure mm-hmm. you well know, oh, yeah. that that turned over real quick. With oh the yeah, they, she's aged out of "Let It Go," and once you do, it, you mm-hmm. cannot. That that's song for, that's for babies. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I certainly knew about it. Um, yeah. Same thing with the actual baby songs. They don't want to hear them. Uh, but I feel like four times in the life of both of my children combined, mm-hmm. they have uh, complained when I skipped a song because I'm, I'm a random play skipper. It drives everybody crazy. I know. But anyway, I'll skip hmm. a song. And they're like, oh, I like that one. Like That's This surprising. is just my music. Four mm-hmm. times. Four times this happened. And every time it happened, I have been shocked that like, you like that song? They're all they're all my songs. They're all like eighties and nineties songs. Like they're not, mm-hmm. they're not any. It just I don't I don't even remember what they are. They're so baffling. Like that's what you like. Anyway, they're, hmm. they are inscrutable. I mean, they're somewhat scrutable. They're not scrutable in any way that I find satisfying. Um, it's it's this t- talk about how they get you. Ugh. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Um, that's crummy. That's really I'm common. I'm glad. I mean, here, let's put a silver lining in this. I'm glad yeah. that they didn't interrupt the podcast because if they had come to my house, I would have had to get up and well, deal with that's, the that's a pretty weak sauce, John. I mean, that's nah, really not, I mean, not a big it's deal. A, that's the that's the silver lining I've got. It's the only right. because oh, I was worried okay. about that. You I was worried about interrupting the, the silver lining you want, right? Okay, all right. Well, let's start the show. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Dollar Shave Club. You can learn more about Dollar Shave Club right now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash diffs. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need in the bathroom, from razor blades to grooming products automatically delivered to your door. That's everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. They spent years developing, crafting, and refining their products, which really shows in the quality. Uh, this is a terrific service. Uh, they've got beautiful stuff delivered right to your door. Boom, done, shaving. As amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. 
they have you covered head to toe with everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and more. And you can stay automatically stocked up on the products that you use so you get what you want when you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test. Their Ultimate Shave Starter Set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The Executive Razor, Shave Butter, Prep Scrub, and Post Shave Dew. Best part is, you can try it for just $5. After that, the Restock Box ships regular-sized products at regular prices. You get your Ultimate Starter Set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. DollarShaveClub.com slash diffs. Our thanks to Dollar Shave Club for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Edited it. Edited it. Uh, I see here you have a... <laughs> I think this is your mini topic. I'm pretty sure it's not mine. Uh, yeah, I, I threw that in there. Uh, this is me hastily writing things on my phone. It's not a secret weird things people do, but it's a thing, you know, I've been married to my lovely bride for, <sighs> I can't do the math in my head, more than 20 years, 22 years, wow. 23 years. I've been married for a long time. I feel like we know each other well, um, in particular as it relates to this one item. One of the things I've known about my wife since long before we were married is that if you point a camera at her and take a photo, she will close one of her eyes or half close one of her eyes. She is a photograph blinker. Uh, so we get a lot of pictures of her with one eye half closed and it's not a flattering That's look. That's so interesting. I've wondered if there are some people that, because there's some people that always cause red eye and I always wonder if that's got to, there's got to be a medical diagnosis for that. But there's the people who always get red eye, no matter what. And there's other people who always seem to much more than would be statistically normal have their eyes closed in pictures. And back when we had cameras, we personally had cameras with flashes on them. Yeah, people blink when they flash, and they make it makes a noise. It makes a flash of light. Sometimes it's a pre-flash. Like it's understandable why people start to blink or have their eyes closed or whatever. But for the past, you know, many years, decade at least, we've all had iPhones take most of our pictures. And we all have the flash turned off in our family. And my big camera, it has a flash on it, but I never use it. Mm -hmm. And yet still, still one eye half closed in a lot of the pictures. And so I just know that's a thing. You just take a lot of pictures. Eventually, you get one with both our eyes open, right? Uh, that is laying down the context for what, when the hell did this come up? For some reason, something came up and I was I, like. I'm sorry, before you move on to this, I do one here. But just to clarify, so I understood mm -hmm. the, your mouth words. You said when you take photos of your wife, she has one eye half closed. A lot of the time. <laughs> That's really weird. They're not both closed? Like, they're not both evenly closed. Is she's she like a Pixar her... character where she never blinks them both at the same yeah, time? I'm saying, yes. Yeah, she's on her way to essentially blinking, but you get it like halfway through and one eye is like half closed. Like a Tim Heidecker character. And you can imagine that's not a flattering look for people, so she doesn't, you know, we have to just delete those pictures immediately. Of course, of course, of course. All right, so for, for some reason I, that I'll remember later, and if my wife was listening to this, she would tell me immediately, because she has a better memory for these things, I was closing one of my eyes to show her something. I don't know, maybe we were talking about putting contacts in or something like that. Uh, and I was doing it, and, and uh, I think I, I asked her to do the same thing to show me what she was doing or she was acting something out. And I'm like, just close one of your eyes. Oh, no, I know what it was. Like, here, all right, there you go. I, I did it. I did it without her. All right. Mm -hmm. Good she, for you. She, <laughs> she had put in her contacts, and she'd driven to work, and she had realized uh, when she got to work that her contact felt funny, so she went to the bathroom to adjust it and figured out that 
uh, one of her contacts didn't make it into her eye at all. Hmm. Her, her vision is not that bad. Like she barely needs, you know, whatever. But she had driven to work with one contact in and one contact out. Um, and I said, you know, the easy way to tell whether you've successfully got your contact in is just close one eye and like look at something that's far away. And if it's still blurry, you didn't put your contact in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why I was showing her just close one eye. And then you just look over there and if you can read the words, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, but she starts making noises. I'm like, just, it's easy. Just cl- I know your vision is not as bad as mine, but you can surely tell that like corrected versus uncorrected. And then she tells me, I can't close one eye. Okay, there's a few different ways I could parse that statement. Right. And what she means by that, with some clarification, She has is, one eye that she can't close. No. She cannot... She's incapable close of closing a single, a single one eye. of her eyes. She can close both of her eyes, or she can have both of her eyes open. But she cannot physically take one of her eyes. Pick an eye. doesn't matter which one. Take one of her eyes and close it. No, I've been doing it the whole time. I, I, can, I can close either. Right. Me too. I can uh-huh. close an eye. I can close the other eye. It doesn't, I can close she them both. I can close the one. close one eye. Right. She can close them both. Or she can open them both, but she okay. cannot close one eye. <laughs> and I had her try to do it. And she tries to frame it as I can't wink, which I think winking is a different, mm, more sort of different, yeah. expressive thing. I'm like, this is not winking. This is just like close one eye. And I, I mean, I rapidly said, okay, well, you can just put your hand over your eye, like if you can't close it. But I'm like, you can't close one eye. And I saw her try to do it. It's like people who can't curl their tongue. I was it's just, just like, about to say, my, you know, my daughter can do the W. She can do the really upsetting mm-hmm. one. Have you ever seen yes, that one? That is a, I've seen it. it it's horrifying. Upsetting. She can do, yeah. I don't know if it's a W exactly, but like some people can only curl one way, some people another way. And then there's like two freakazoid ones that you can do. Yeah. That's a really good question. Can everybody rotate your tongue? Can everybody do the, the left mm-hmm. clock, clockwise mm-hmm. and counterclockwise rotation? Yeah. I, I don't know. Which which uh which tongue things can you do? I can I can twirl it clockwise or counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. I can roll it back. I can roll it into a, a taco. Um mm-hmm. I can't I don't even know how to be I never tried to make the W. So you can do the U shape, but you can't do like the A without the crossbar. Yeah. Oh, uh so we're the middle up, middle like out arch. middle out compression. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because no, the taco is so. the, it's like a U shape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what that's, you're saying, that's like the, an A frame. Right. But the I, opposite of that shape, where you curl the other way, I can't do that one. I don't think I can do that either. No, the W, I can't even conceive of. I don't even know how to make. It's like people <laughs> right. can wiggle their ears. I don't even know what how to address those muscles. So from her perspective and seeing her struggle to do it, that's what closing one eye is like to her. Is it funny? Is it funny watching her try? Yes, because <laughs> her whole face, just, <laughs> her whole top of her face, just opens and closes together. Like it's like, just do it, just do it on one side, and she just does it on one side. The other side just goes down exactly with it. <laughs> yeah, th- I think there's a, there's a, uh, several things like this that I don't want to work blue, but I think one of them is the asparagus smell thing. Mm-hmm, yep, it's it's uh, so you got. I'm not gonna look this up, but so, so it's that. So wait, let me get this right. Is it that you, you, one's pee smells? Oh, see, now the English is a dumb language. <laughs> is it that one's pee causes a smell after asparagus, or is that one is able to detect the smell? Are those different things? I think at least one of those is genetic. Yeah, I always get confused about this. The only part I can hold on to in my brain across mm-hmm. me looking this up and then probably forgetting it again is that th- there is a genetic component to breaking down the stuff that's in asparagus producing the stinky stuff. Okay. So if people with that gene, when they eat asparagus, it goes into their body and it gets broken down in such a way that it makes a stinky thing. Where I lose it is, okay, is that connected to the smell? Can everybody smell it? Can only some people smell it? Can the only right. the people who break it down smell it? I don't freaking know. All I know is me personally, I have the stinky pee. 
from his parents. Me too. Me too. As far as I know, I, I think I've got both probably. I'll have to start smelling other people's pee more. This is also yeah. interesting, though, when it comes to stuff. <laughs> it reminds me of the, what was it? The uh, stink test? You commented it on Twitter this week. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't You're know if that's start real. smelling people's pee while I got the was job it, for you, Merlin. Was there, was it, oh, <laughs> they couldn't s- smell your dumps? Was that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Did you see the toilet now that that, that leans forward so you yes, can't get comfortable? Yes. This is a, this but this is amazing confluence of uh, of things on the same topic uh, being two things. Um, <laughs> the the context for the stinky thing, which may have been fake because it's the internet, yeah, whatever. It looked kind of fake, yeah. Or, yeah, whatever. But uh, it, the the idea was that uh, the boss has put a note on the work restroom saying so two, that if two, you're, two, uh, two pieces of paper, yeah, yeah, if you're in here for a long time, uh. But, like we reserve the right to come in and and smell and see if you pooped, yeah. Because you're gonna be in trouble for looking at your phone if you're right. Because we don't want come... you to go in here and just sit on the toilet and play with your phone. If you're yeah. in here, you better be poop- in here for a long time. You better be pooping. Better so we're gonna pooping. do a smell yep. test. We're gonna say mm-hmm. no, we don't smell your poops. You're in boy. You're in trouble. Right. Woof. And and then and then today uh, the thing going around is a <laughs> is a uh, is a turlet that uh, is not at a ninety degree angle. It like kind of it's an obtuse angle of like instead, what, of, instead of being parallel to the floor, it's 13, 13 degrees, degrees dip of yeah, exactly. It's, like <laughs> it's basically a stress position. It's a, it's a stress position for pooping. Yeah, yeah. And the whole idea is that you can sit on it and poop, and uh, poop. But apparently, if you're there for five minutes, you start to get a little bit of leg strain holding yourself. Which honestly, thirteen degrees, I feel like I could. Poop I could do that. For a really I could do time. that. Like it's not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's not like there's. You know, anyway. The whole idea being that you are, you know, time theft. You're stealing time from mm-hmm. from it's, your it's employer issue. Yeah. by making a poop. Um, the smell test, though, yeah. like you could do a poop and then sit and read your phone for twenty minutes after pooping. That's yeah. I can I can make a twenty minutes poop stink. Like that stink will that stink will keep. You can open that door twenty minutes later and you'll get a smell. Uh, am I clear then? Because <laughs> I I pooped in five minutes and then spent the fifteen minutes. I, I, I think either way. Twitter. I mean, it's the, the, there's really there's certainly examples either way. As long as we're being uh, as long as we're being candid here, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I get in and out fast. I, I I'm in and out sometimes faster than a lot of folks are making a number one. I'm I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a doozy twosy and I'm I'm in and out in no time. No time thefted. I get in get out. I do my business. We we've managed not to talk too much about poop on this program, which I think not is as quite much as an I achievement would like, for sure. Because I yeah. feel like, uh, at least in my family and my, my immediate family growing up, and actually in, in my sort of extended second degree, third degree family, it was almost impossible to have any family gathering at dinner without speaking about vomit. Like it was almost interesting. Impossible. It came okay. up ev- every holiday, every gathering, like food poisoning and vomit, or like. It, it always it just always came up. It was unavoidable at every. <laughs> That's so odd. I wonder why that like, is. It, oh, because we have long dinners and many hours, and eventually someone talks about somebody who is sick or got sick or a little baby was sick or there was food poisoning or sick at a restaurant or a reading story about someone being sick. It just always happens, right? Okay. And it was sort of segued into poop. And I feel like that's true in, in podcasts too. It's sort of the Godwin's law of podcasts. Like at a certain point, mm-hmm. you're going to start talking about poop and poop habits. And yeah, we've and talked or, about showering. Or boners. Yeah. Yeah, showering and cleaning and food. A lot of food in the sure. show, but yeah, yeah. mostly we've stayed away from the poop. I think. And I, today... I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I think we've shown really a an admirable level of reserve. Yeah, yeah. Because we could, like, we're we're well versed in the poop, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's an area that we could we could hold court. On. Well, I'd rather like, talk about that than sex in any day. Yeah, now, you well, and Alex, when you get your program where you talk about intercourse. I'm that. <laughs> 
Get me out of this canoe. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, that's when I'm going to launch Kickstopper. And I'm going to tell you it's a bad mm-hmm. idea and I'm going to take your money away. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I did not ask to be, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, remove me from this narrative. Yeah, I, right, I, sure. Just, I, mm-hmm. I, I was there long enough for your joke, but now I'm still in it and people keep tweeting and I don't want to. Nope, 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 nope. Get out, get out, get out. Okay, so I got a couple more things here. First of all, I just received, I did, ju- did just receive an update that my daughter's uh, 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 a mug that I bought for her has been delayed. Um, just so you know. Mm. So I got a delay too. So we got what, each got what's a delay. On, what's on the mug? Uh, the uh, the crew of the original Star Trek Enterprise. Mm, very nice. When we put hot, we put cold in. They disappear <laughs> from the, the transporter. Go room. away. <laughs> <laughs> just bones. <laughs> Unfortunately, Uhura stays fully clothed. Um. And, uh, yeah, and then they, they transport onto some stupid planet. Um, okay. So the other one, uh, do you, okay. If you know you, uh, want to sneeze, if you look at the sun, do, do you sneeze? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a sun sneezer for sure. Now is that? That's genetic. Th- okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Are there more things like this? I'm sure there are. I was sickle excited cell. to read. What about sickle to, cell? No, I don't have that. I was excited to read the sun sneezing article because like, a lot of times they find it, oh, there's this thing that it's silly and we do a study and we get some publicity and we find out that it's genetic because it's pretty easy to say these people with this gene have it and these people don't and we test it. But then that's where they stop because like sun sneezing, who really cares? Like we've established that it's genetic. We don't really need to delve into it farther. It's not a uh, a life-threatening type of thing. But they did go farther and they, they came up with like what a mechanism. Why does this happen? Why does this happen to some people and not happen to other people? It wasn't like slam dunk. They just said they had a a pretty good theory of why it happens. And I'm going to guess involved... geography. Hmm. Yes. Oh, you mean like where people live? Mm-hmm. Where they're from. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, obviously, just, genetics, like I say, it's a guess. Yeah. Genetics has, uh, is connected to that in many ways because people, you know, live near each other and mate and so on and spread out. But that, but the, but the mechanism by which when this, you see the sun, you feel like you have to sneeze. What is making you want to have to sneeze? What is making that happen? Well, there's actually a ton of things like that. There's, there's, there's a ton of things that like, like, for example, the kind of, um, well, the chronic dis- disease that I happen to have, um, happens most, mostly to Ashkenazi Jews, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's all kinds that, of stuff that, like that. But, 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 but this is more like, not but, how like, did you o- get over, it? Overcooking vegetables is, uh, people in the UK get that. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not how did you get it, but, uh, but what is the mechanism, right? And so, mm-hmm. and this thing is like, what is why does sunlight make you have to sneeze? Like what the light hits your eyeballs and then mm-hmm. something, something happens and then sneeze like a big pizza and, pie. Yeah. And, and the, the, their idea was that, uh, nerves that are involved in light reception, mm-hmm. like in, in, you know, the sensing of light get entangled like behind your eyes with the sinuses. And so when what? you're, when you're, when your eyeballs are stimulated so by the, good. when your eyeballs are stimulated by the light, they fire off these little it tickles, things. It that tickles are, your that nose. It, yeah. It, like it Whoa. literally, it literally, literally tickles your nose because those nerve endings that really shouldn't be, be enmeshed in the whole sinus nose cavity thing. A few of them go down into there. And so light hits eyes, fire, lights that okay. stuff up and then you sneeze. So when I eat rice, I sometimes find it's gone into my nose. Is that probably genetic? That is it technically an eating disorder. So there's a whole bunch of these things. Ever since I was in, I don't know, fifth grade, when you learn about like epileptic seizures, Mm -hmm. I think we learned about it in the context of like safety for like, if if you see a classmate do this, here's what you should do. Yeah, you got grandma, you got mini mall. Yeah. Right. 
And you learn about things like, and some people smell things like pencil shavings before it happens. If you, you remember being told this in elementary school? Yeah, you smell burning toast. Yeah, burning before toast, you have pencil shavings or something, right? Pencil shavings really stuck with me. Oh, and the I'm, cedar I'm, smell. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, but because mm-hmm. like in a classroom, uh, at least in my childhood in elementary school, mm-hmm. pencil, the smell of pencil shavings and those yeah. old mechanical pencil sharpeners yep. that were mounted to the wall, right? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a very strong sense oh, yeah. memory. I'm, 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 I'm going to do a hit right now. Yeah, like there, and of course they were never emptied, and they get packed, yeah. and then you go empty them. Like pencil shavings, was, you know. So I, I'm always, I'm always thinking about uh, smells that that are going to, you know, mean that there's something wrong with me, right? So you mentioned inhaling rice, uh, and another thing that comes up is like swallowing your own spit and all these things. I'm like, just to be clear, I'm pretty sure I eat rice like a normal person. <laughs> well, it's just that then that, I go, I go like this, right. I go, because it's gotten somehow into my nose. Whenever these things happen though, I'm like, is this a sign that my brain is deteriorating? Like, is this the first sign of Parkinson's? Am I like, you know, because there is a thing right. like when you, when you get older and like, and you have like old, very old people have dementia and they can't swallow anymore and stuff like that. So like, and, and the pencil shaving things like, am I, is my brain about to self-destruct because I'm oh, smelling absolutely. something that doesn't exist? Yeah, absolutely. Or like, you know, so like one reason I refuse to go to the doctor is, is <laughs> that when I go and he's going to, I'm going to be like, ah, 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 there's all these things wrong with me. And he'll say something like, well, do you ever, is there any chance that you ever eat rice and it goes in your nose? And I'm gonna say, yeah, like like almost every time. And he'll go, uh-huh. Oh, all right. I'll check that box. Yep. Scribble, 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 scribble. You'll be dead in two weeks. Because <laughs> you got no rice nose. <laughs> no, no, no. XY problem, right? That's just uh just how we know. So, so it's not I'm what causes about it. It's like the rods and cones. So I have I have had that happen. I have had rice come, you know, like I, I think I'm eating rice. I've and also then... had it with rice noodles. I think it's something about rice in my nose. Rice noodles, too. Rice right. noodles. So, but I've had it happen, I can count the number of times on my hand, like maybe four or five times my whole life. I hated it all the times. It was like the worst <sighs> thing ever because like yeah. it becomes, as soon as I know that it has happened. I say it nose, becomes but it's my, in that nose throat. It's in the, it's yeah. in that, it's in the like the part that feels weird when you're sick. It's in that part. But the reason I remember that it's only like three or four times is that every time it happened, my entire world narrowed to one focus, which is getting that rice grain out. That's all I care about. The it's house like, could it's be up burning there with down. Like a, a kernel of popcorn yeah. in your uh, molar. Yeah, the, the, the house could be burning down. Like the, the aliens could be invading. All I care about is dislodging that freaking piece of rice and getting it out of my body. And I will stop at nothing. It's very. It's not painful, but it's very. Um, it feels very it's upsetting. Foreign. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's like it waterboarding. Is. Yeah, it's rice boarding. It it is. Or like having to sit on a thirteen degree toilet. La la la. And I'm hawking, and I'm snorting, <laughs> and I'm putting my head upside down, and I'm drinking water, and I'm spitting out water, and I'm gargling water, and I'm hawking some more, and I eventually get it out, and it's terrible. Sometimes it comes out my nose, sometimes it comes out, and just, yeah, only three or four times in life. But no if that way, happens no to you routinely, yeah. I feel like your internal, speaking of geometry, your mm-hmm. internal geometry, or geography, your internal geography might be susceptible to this. Like, did you have your tonsils out when you were a kid? No. I don't know. But I take you, your point. Yeah, like maybe I should. Some, you think I should? Maybe that would fix the rice problem. No, I'm saying like maybe there's maybe there's the there's there's wide passage to many places in your head. <laughs> well, figuratively uh, maybe and I'm just worried that I have like a like a like a fistula or something. You know, like when you mm-hmm. get a secret hole in your butt. Like yeah, I'm worried yeah, that I might yeah. have, maybe I have a nasal fistula. Like, <laughs> you, you've got you've got a rice transport uh, tunnel. Oh, you mean like a monk hole? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the rice knows where to go. Like mm-hmm. it's a tiny hole the size of a single grain of rice, but the rice just goes right there. Yeah, it's like a suction. 
oh my gosh, if it's exactly right sized, and that's why other things like I never get steak in my nose. Your nose is like a Dyson and never loses suction. You eat the rice exactly right up but there. But that I remember, right? Mm-hmm. That I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never been steak in there or a Dyson. I don't know. You got to empty a Dyson a lot. You got to empty a Dyson a lot. Well, you know, they say when John Wayne died, he yeah, when John Wayne died, he had like five cups of uh, undigested rice in his nose. <laughs> you're thinking of Rod Stewart. <laughs> No, you're thinking of Richard Gere, I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. He's a Buddhist. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Friends, make your next move with Squarespace. because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store, a portfolio, or a blog. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades are ever needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you need any help, and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of their award-winning templates are just beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. You know, for some reason, I, I don't know why I wanted to go check and look, and I went and I looked through Gmail, and it turns out that I have been with Squarespace. I've had a Squarespace site since April of 2009. That means I've been with these folks for over 10 years. I'm a huge fan, highly recommended. Uh, they've been great to me, and they're going to be great to you and your website. Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required. Go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. When you decide to sign up, yeah, you're going to use the offer code diffs. That's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, and it will show your support for reconcilable differences. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. <sighs> okay, so your wife, my wife can't close one eye. Yeah. That's not, that's, you know, I mistook my wife for a hat and she can't close one eye. <laughs> He's fascinated I mean, by so the cuttlefish. Kind of you know, uh, <laughs> how often do you ask a man about his shoes and how often do you ask your wife if she can close one of her eyes? Can you say <laughs> definitively that your wife can close one of her eyes? Oh, man. My, there's, my wife just, she never stops amazing me. Like, she does it all, man. I don't know. I don't know. She's, let me think, can she do that? I don't know. Her family is pretty weird. Um, they, they, yeah, there's a lot of weirdos in her family in a good way, mostly. Um, I'll ask her, I'll ask her. So yeah. what, so what, what should I ask? Can you close one eye? Just this is when you're sitting across the table for him, says, just do me yeah. a favor, just close and pick either one right or left. Just close your left eye. Close your left eye for me. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, show don't tell. I'll say mm-hmm. you, you there close one eye. Yeah, or just, yeah, or just tell tell the rich eye, close this eye, close that eye. Like it's it's a very simple thing to do. Just you um, you know, do, do you think people? Well, do you think people in your wife's life, apart from you, know this about her? No, it'd be kind I don't of fun think to troll people, her about her I, a little bit. I don't think people know. Like, when does it come up? I don't know. Feet strength, uh, holiday parties. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I I have to. She doesn't, I take all the photos for the most part. She did, and she takes mm-hmm. photos with her phone. Like, but if I gave her a camera and told her to look through the viewfinder, what would happen? 
Which you just have both eyes open. That's the way they say you're supposed to do it anyway. She'd probably she'd probably pull something. They I'm say guessing. you're supposed to keep both eyes open because if you close one eye, you get you get the eye strain and all this stuff. So I don't know. But she'd make a terrible pirate, you know. Well, the patch—that's what the patch is for. Do you remember? Yeah, the, but the, the, the it's, tar- it's hard to get disability insurance, and you got the telescope. Mm-hmm. There's a reason mm-hmm. you get a telescope and up an Oculus, yeah. right? You can't have more than three thousand dollars worth of assets, though. Then you don't get that. You don't get the disability anymore. Well, it depends. It depends on whether, uh, yeah, are you Stark? You know, kill off the guy with the thing. You could just buy a binoculars and saw him in half. You know. So moving on, we're talking that's about how the telescope was invented. Yeah, what's that? That's how the telescope was invented. Right? They cut the binocular in half? Yeah. <laughs> Solomon <laughs> split the binocular in half, and that's how the telescope was invented. Oh, no, no, no. Let her have the binocular. <laughs> let her. Let the binoculars live. Nobody remembers <laughs> that part of the story, except for people who went to, you know, people who were raised uh, in the church know the actual. But the, no one remembers that part. They're all about the splitting of, you oh, know. Oh, I know. Like, like, that was actually, yeah. Like but the also, whole, the, the there, point there of the story. Some, there must be some really good, like... I don't know, a pretty good Monty Python-ish <laughs> sketches where Solomon, he's so excited about the response to that that he just, he tries to start using that for all of his mm-hmm. kingly mm-hmm. decisions. <laughs> Whose coat just, is this? And you go, to, you go to light it on fire and no one said anything. So oh, no, he just starts destroying things. Oh, that's even yeah. better. I was thinking it would just be like he constantly is trying to cut things in half, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could cut them in half too. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way, only way to tell. The Gordian knot. Um, That's a different story. <laughs> it is a different story. They talked about it on, uh, on the Watchmen podcast with, uh, yeah. with Damon. Yeah, I'm not caught up on the I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. The, I don't, I'm caught up what? on the show. I, I, I'm not I caught up on the podcast. I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't want to talk to you about it. I know you got a whole big schedule thing, but I bet no, you. No. We, are, we are going to do a very you brief spoiler slot about know. this at the end of the show. You don't even know where your computer is right now. <laughs> don't you lecture me. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a very short... Spoiler slot about Watchmen at the end of this episode because we told people what? we told people to watch it. What at the wait? What you yeah no you, you haven't seen the Short. last episode yet? No, I have. I'm all caught up. I haven't. I'm not caught up on the podcast. Oh, the oh. podcast. Gosh, I, I sure I I'm watched confused. the whole show. It's just the podcast. Oh, okay, I'm, okay. Well, then we should do that soon. Yeah, I guess so. I'm missing a lot of Silicon Valley right now. We we watched all the way through season two. I had to skip over a little bit. Do you, do you remember how Middle Out Compression started? I had to skip over that part a little bit, even though it's extremely funny. I only watched, I think, season one of Silicon Valley. Well, you I saw that then. You saw when... Uh, I know when... about Middle Out. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be was... the same height. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's good. Um, so we'll skip uh, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. I didn't realize it was already happening. Yeah. I saw I saw you responding to somebody on the internet about was that a good deal to get that six? Yeah, someone told me that they just had the dubs. I'm like, that can't be true, can it? Somebody did say that. So hmm. someone else asked me if it was a good deal. I said, just make sure you're yeah, not yeah. only getting the dubs. But it seems like that person checked, and you know, I mean, they couldn't possibly just have the dubs. You want know, right? to come back to that? I, I I don't know. Are you really up for a Watchmen spot? Or really? yeah, brief. I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is my I'm gonna get you for two seconds. And you're gonna talk about this for hours on other podcasts. No, I'm, I'm not. Short. I'm not. I'm we'll not. See. We'll see. Um, do you want to do that now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You know, people always get mad about this sometimes. Well, you know, we we did tell them. We gave them their homework many, many weeks ago. Yeah. We said, guess what? You should watch the HBO show Watchmen because we're going to talk about it. I don't know if I got the energy for this. I, I'll give it a try. It'll, you say it'll be short. 
Yeah, we're just gonna it's gonna Famous be Watchmen last results. Words. Watchmen results. Okay. Um, at this point, um, John and I are gonna talk about HBO's TV series Watchmen. Um, uh, John won't tell you this, but I will. I think you should watch it. I think it's good. Oh, no, I you did. Also... I did. I did say that everybody should watch it. Well, a couple but shows you, I, you're gonna, you're gonna make me feel bad about this. Um, nah. and and let's also share what we said in our uh, super secret private Slack. So I think your advice was pretty good. I think my my advice is if you can read the graphic novel, you know, uh, trade paperback, do that. Um, you don't need to see the movie. Yours was different. I think I. A good approach, but tell tell people what you think they should do. No, I, I the same thing. You. you you read the comic; it's just twelve issues or whatever, uh, and then you, you watch it, TV. You can show. really read it mostly in a night. Yeah, and then you watch TV show, and that's all you need to do. But if you don't want to read the comic, oh, comic! I don't. I'm not into comics. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to read twelve issues; it takes too long. Your second choice is you can watch the movie, the theatrical cut, if you can find it, not the quote unquote ultimate cut, because the theatrical cut is shorter and blessedly shorter. The ultimate cut. I have I have all of the cuts, and the ultimate cut is very. Very long. Yes. So it's, get it's, the it's very, the very long. And then after you watch the movie, go to a Wikipedia page or something and read about how the movie differs from the comic book because that's important. <laughs> it is. Uh, because, especially in the ending, mm-hmm. uh, because the television show does not follow the movie. The television show follows the comic. So well, let's, let's put it this way. If you've seen the movie and then you watch the TV show, you're, there's going to be a plot, some plot points that are going to be very confusing. Very confusing. And like I said to our friend on Slack... Um, I think, I think the trouble with not having read the comic is that it, especially in the first two or three episodes, it'll be difficult to know whether you're missing something or whether it's just something strange that's happened. Mm-hmm. Cause even mm-hmm. if you know everything about everything, that's, it's a pretty strange show. Yep. Um, and, and here, my other thing, and I, it's, you know, obviously other people will disagree with this, but if you're utterly allergic to touching a comic book, uh, you, I think you can find all of the motion comics on um, YouTube or in special features for the, um, you know, uh, iTunes version somewhere. Anyway, the the it, it would actually be lo- take longer probably than reading the comic. But yes. if you're the sort, well, but if you're the sort of person who would rather watch five hours of TV than have two hours of reading, yeah, or just watch the two hour movie. Like I, I. I rewatched the movie with my wife because I I, I want to stipulate I like the movie. I think it's going to be very confusing. Well, you're saying find out what the comic ending is after you've seen the movie. Yes, after you've watched the movie, then you then read up on the differences, and you can basically apply that diff. You know, and my wife, (laughs) I I told my wife I was watching the show, and she wasn't interested. But then she became interested, and I said, "No, it's actually it's kind of good." So she wanted to watch the the TV show, and she said, "What do I have to do?" And I gave her the same thing: you could either read the comic or the movie. She said, "I want to watch the movie." So I, she, I got the movie. We watched it together. We watched the ultimate cut because I had never seen it. That was a mistake. It's uh, got all the Black Freighter in it. It's like yes. it just goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, but I had seen the movie, and I was, uh, I didn't, wasn't as big a fan as you of the movie. But mm-hmm. I didn't have any bad feelings about but it. I thought it was better fine. than most people say. Yeah. Um, the thing that struck me upon rewatching the Watchmen movie was just how sort of clunky the the dialogue and writing was mostly in cases where they pulled it directly from the comic which is just shows you know, it's like a different medium like it works in a comic but you can't literally take the words off the page and put them in the mouths of actors it doesn't work the same way so a lot of it some works better than others i think some some of the dr manhattan clunky. and rorschach stuff is very good but like some of the stuff with Vite, i love that actor he was so great in the alan turing movie um but he's um you know his ozymandias is a little 
Yeah. He's not so, really sure what country he's from, I think. <laughs> it was it was a little bit clunky in in in, in the, the dialogue, but in general it gets the job done. I feel like it is, you know. If you watch it and then and then run the diff against the ending, then you will be ready for the thing. So that's what she, we watched the movie, and then I explained to her the difference in the yep. ending, which yep. must have been fairly, you know, because must have been unexpected. It's like, oh, what does this happen? Does this happen instead of that person doing this? This person does that. It's like, no, no, this is what happens, and it's mm-hmm. like, what? Like, yeah, that's, and then yeah, and then totally welcome to the people who thought that was a curious change to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jim, mm-hmm. fire off the spoiler horn. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, happy new year. All right. So, um, I said this is going to be results because I feel like we're not going to talk about every little thing. It's it's a really long show, and, and uh, what's our know, focus? What's our focus? Talk about it. I want to focus on um, basically. Do you think they pulled it off? Like so it's nine episodes in the beginning. Uh, you know, I was definitely not sure, and then I, I kind of got on board. But still, it's like, can they land this thing? Do you feel like? Do you feel like it holds together? Do you feel like they pulled it off and stuck the landing? Yes and no. Um, you can run diffs against <laughs> the discussion of this on the watch. Whereas usually they kind of nailed my feeling about it as they, so Lindelof was on that podcast last week as a guest. He's a friend of uh, one of the guys and um, David Lindelof, man, I, interviews with him are so good. I really, he's such a smart guy. Um, so what, and how about I say what I think? Um, the positives that end up contributing to the negatives. The uh, This is total spoilers, so please seriously go watch it. Um, the first to some extent, the first three episodes, and very much with the sixth episode, which is whichever was the one with the flashback with nostalgia. I mean, it set a very, very high bar for how much, how weird the show was going to be, how much it was going to lean into um, the stuff about not just identity, but also about race. And it, I feel like such a dick saying this, but each episode kept getting better and better and denser and denser. And it really felt like, like, you know, you, we had talked about this and you'd said, we'll nail the landing. I was like, whoa, 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 the journey's the thing. But it was just that every episode became more profound and weird, but assured. That's a word I'm always using. But like, I mean, so the negative thing I would say, the positive is that like, God damn, this is one of my all time favorite TV shows already for Sure. The the slightly negative thing is, okay, so something they said on The Watch that I do agree with, what a bold decision it was. Normally when you do um, a sequel or a reboot, and, you know, the way way Lindelof has been saying this is he wants it to be, what did he say? Doesn't want it to be a cover band. Um, And ordinarily when you were taking something like existing IP, you would start with all of the like, you know, origin stuff and the setting up all the pieces and then get weirder over time. And this show kind of did the opposite where it started out super weird and then ended up becoming like strangely familiar and comic booky. So how do I put this? I love the entire series. I adored the last episode, but there's, for some reason, like, I, can't, I hate that I'm saying this. There's the time, this is one of my favorite TV shows of all time already, but there's this tiny part of me that's like, gosh, I wish it had gotten weirder in the last episode. There's a, so much I loved about the last episode. I love the way it ended. I love so much about it, but there was also a lot about it that was a little bit like, third act of the Simpsons monorail episode a little bit. Like, 
I don't know. That's what I think. I, I think it was an incredibly successful and ambitious show that like I can recommend without reservation. It's just the irony is that like it was so good and so wild that I either I kind of wish the ending had been a little bit more wild, and I wish they'd stayed as committed uh, to the race stuff as in the first half. Yeah, I I kind of think it was like like twenty episodes of Lindelof in a nine episode bag. Like he he started off doing oh, his, he th- chose yeah he he they they wanted him to make it longer and he was the one who wanted nine episodes specifically. But but like his his instincts seemed to be for the first several episodes to do that Lindelof thing, which is to sort of accrue narrative debts, which he did. He's very good at doing, and he did. Like, you mean like we, we end up painting yourself into a corner, sort of. No, just like say, there's this thing, and then there's this thing, and then there's this thing, and this thing. Oh, it's a weird it's a lot out might, there. Oh, yeah, what yeah. you're reading is the weirdness. It's like things that are not immediately explained that are very strange, and it's actually difficult. Why is Robert Redford president? Why are there squids raining out of the sky? Why is the guy, why going, this into the, why is the guy a, going into the sewer? What's the and thing why is this guy wiping his Why is this guy wiping his mask? What's, what's the what? clock going to be? Well, yep, yep, uh, yep, why, yep, why do yep. the policemen wear masks? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is related to who? Who's the guy in the wheelchair? Was the, like Just narrative debts upon narrative debts, all just like every episode, just laying them on thick. And then you're like, this is only nine episodes. How are you going to bring this all together? And I think to I've been, his I've been, credit, was, I've been wringing my hands all week before it came out about that, where I was like, it, are they going to psych us out and it's going to be four hours long? Or like, I, and so like that night, I was just saying to my wife, like, let's just go over some of like what's outstanding at this point. <laughs> all the things you just mentioned, you've got, we've got Will, we've got, it's like five different things related to Dr. Manhattan. Whatever happened with the Seventh Cavalry and their plan and, and then Lady True's got her own plan and what was the deal with the elephant and then like- And her mother- yeah, her mother daughter and, and, and the elephant and the yeah, like it's a it, to oh and, so and Vi, of course Vite like there's yeah, about five oh, yeah, different yeah. things about Vite the, the, the major one, narrative debt like for the for half the su- series is like this is another show yeah right <laughs> but but you're but the one of the biggest MacGuffins of the whole series was the the clock like what 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 is yeah. what is happening with that right the clock is introduced like two episodes before. Uh, we find out about it. Like it's not. It doesn't even have that time to stoop. Is that's he's still accruing narrative debts, right? And and I feel like with, with the progression of Lost and the leftovers, and then to this, with each successive series in that chain, Lindelof has gotten better about making sure that he pays stuff off. So mm-hmm. this in this massively compressed timeline, he still spent like three fourths of the time accruing debts, and then he paid them all off in like the last two and a half episodes. Yeah, one one of which one of which was necessarily any reasonable person would agree. We did need some exposition dump in the last three episodes. I forgive him that. Yeah, it was artfully done, right? But, it was, but I feel yeah. like but I feel like that structure. I mean, so this just reminds me of a movie I just saw recently because this structure of accruing debts and asking questions and then just paying them all off in a big bang. There is an entire genre built around that structure, which is mystery movies murder mysteries right mm. the mm-hmm. whole movie is a thing happens about knives it, out yeah and, good? And the, i heard it's really good yeah it is but you know it's yeah. it's a it's a murder mystery you've, you've seen any murder mysteries like you know and your Praro or like whatever murder mm-hmm. she wrote for the like it's all that something happens and then there's this and what about this person what about that person and this person said that and there's that but and then it's just like oh my god but what are all these things but this person couldn't have done it but they did this but this person hated that person but uh, just you just and, da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 and then you get like one scene at the end it's like now i'm gonna pay it off i'm gonna explain that thing and you had a question about that but what was the deal with that person ah but how is it possible that person and it all gets paid off at once and this wasn't that compressed but this is a totally different genre and to see it done 
in this in this genre, especially when mm-hmm. you're trying to do you have so many other balls in the air, you're trying, you know, the whole focus on race and and heritage and history, right? Then mm-hmm. the alt history angle, right? Then the commenting on Watchmen angle as a thing, like, you know, the metacultural commentary of like, I understand what Watchmen is and what it meant and now right. this show. There right? was a comic just, in a comic in Watchmen and there's a TV show and a TV show. Right. And then this entire TV show is about a comic that was about comics. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. there are a lot yeah. of different layers yeah. there. Uh, and I feel like in that scenario, um, I'm glad so much got paid off, but like, be- because it was so compressed, I'm not going to say it lost some of the mystery, but a lot of the payoffs I was ahead of, which normally doesn't happen with Lindelof stuff because either it's too weird or it just doesn't get paid off. Give me, right? give me an example. Uh, so what's the Lady deal? Is, is this Vite? Yes, of course I knew it was Vite. Well, we knew that where, in the second episode. Where, yeah. where is he and what's his deal? Mm-hmm. I, I figured that out, right? Uh, the, the, the Dr. Manhattan thing, I didn't know who it was, but I knew he was out there, right? The, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as it was mentioned, the egg. My, I my, knew, only, I, my guess was going to be that he would be black. That was the only thing I had. My wife immediately recognized his voice and I was like, F you. How yeah, did you guess sh- that so The quickly? shape of his back of his head, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> he distinct, got your calipers out. <laughs> distinctive head shape. No, he does have a distinctive head shape. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the second the uh, that uh, he said, I suppose I could put it into an egg, I'm like, boop, I know how the series is going to end. And it ended that way, which is satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's a satisfying ending. Just because I figured it out doesn't mean it's not satisfying. It is satisfying, but it I is. Got, I, I got most of the Vite stuff down to the statue because there was one point when she talks when Lady True is saying she's walking around her uh, vivarium yeah, and says, yep, yep. Well, yeah, but, he, but there's one point where she says she leans just a little, I think this is him trying to play fair, right? Mm-hmm. A fair play mystery. Um, is that one point she says, oh yeah, why, why do you have that you know, statue of Vite? Why does he look so old? He's like, oh, you know, his, something like his technology, he planted the seed of mm-hmm. my work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. He literally yeah. planted the seed. Yeah, and and the same thing with the, with the Vite statue. Even though I also knew what was going on with that, it was still satisfying to see it done. I was satisfied. You know what I mean? Like the the, the gold spray and everything. It was if it's artfully done, I'm mm-hmm. there for it. Like I'm not complaining about it. But I, you know, it was the structure is a little bit strange because I feel like you can get just as satisfying payoffs without compressing them into two admittedly amazing episodes at the end of your series. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can spread it out a little bit. And then the final thing I want to say is. I felt like for a show, like for, for nine episodes and all that other stuff I just talked about and the number of characters we have, I felt like the characters got a little bit of short shrift. Like I felt like I, I got to know the characters on Lost, for example, which is not fair. It's a much longer series, but even just season one of Lost, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like the characters and the actors were given more time to inhabit themselves and didn't feel mm-hmm. like so much that they were tools Way of the plot. Way more time to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, and I know we focus on Angela so much and she, but even up until her, her uh, walks into a bar episode, even she was spending most of her time being chased around by the plot. And I didn't really get a lot of the time with her. Like, I feel like her, her God walks into a bar episode was finally, she gets a little bit of room to breathe. Mm-hmm. But even that was also burdened by the, you know, the, the, all the exposition, right? Well, yeah, she was the companion. Yeah. But, but at least, at least you could see like, what is her experience? How did she get where she is? What is her, it's, it's a typical lost style flashback. Here's the person, how you see them, but how do they get to be that way? Well, let's go back to Vietnam and see yeah. how yeah. this all, you know, uh, it just, I didn't feel like the characters had enough room to breathe. But uh, contrast this with The Leftover, where, where all the characters had was time to breathe. Like, there was, the whole show was about them breathing and Yeah, well, you had time and, to watch them not only breathe, but flail. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and fall apart and, and put themselves yeah. back together. And, like, yeah. So, it, this, but that's, I feel like it's it's picking nits. It was... I, I feel uh, the same way. I feel... There was no point... See, it's, I feel like so, so such a horrible person because I... 
I can't tell you, when was the last time I looked this forward to a show and thought about something this much, watched every episode twice? You know, it's been, it's been really, really good. And I, obviously, well, if you're listening, you better have watched it. But, um, uh, I, I, it only made sense. And you say running the diffs here, it only made sense to go to the part that was not a thousand percent successful. Um, which I feel terrible doing because this is better than, than 50 regular TV shows. <laughs> yeah. And but, especially since like, it's the type of thing that has been his strength in the past. And you're like, Oh, but no one made you, like you said, no one made you make it nine. If you had made it 12, like, yeah, you know, I, 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 anyway, I appreciate I, going that way rather than the other way. But I, I think that the, um, the one, uh, the black and white one, uh, I, that's got to be to me one of the greatest episodes of TV ever. See, see I, I felt that one was also uh, lacking in. I wanted Will Reeves, like young Will Reeves. That's mm-hmm. we don't get. Much, that's it. That's all we get of him. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I got to inhabit. Yeah, that. but also, but I thought it fit. I thought it fit the same kind of. So like we're getting a sense of how how fitfully she's experiencing these things, mm-hmm. right? The the piano. The yep. gr- whatever great grandmother, I guess, with the piano keeps showing up, and th- it's it's very fitful and you know impressionistic in its way. And I don't know, man. Just I th- I thought everything. I, no, I'm gonna stand by that. I'm gonna stand by this because the 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 way it was sh- just so artfully shot to like the moving camera and the, the actors changing inside of the scene. Um, and, but just the way that when you get to the reveal about him, the makeup. He's got the opposite eye makeup that she will have when mm-hmm. you get to the stuff with Captain Metropolis. It just it landed on me like a ton of bricks. And that's when I started jumping up and down and screaming, are you getting this masks within masks? And I was <laughs> like, this is there's there's so much happening right here that is so much more. I don't I don't mean to slag on Alan Moore, but like, but he, boy, he, he better not be too terrible to Lindelof because this is very seriously done stuff about some really fundamental uh, human stuff and some real, real human tragedies. And I don't know that, that all along, you know what it is? You know what sucks? It sucks that the seventh cavalry thing just got turned into like this Boris and Natasha thing at the end. Yeah, I thought that was kind just, of a They problem. were just comic book villains and they were, you know, yeah. goofy and, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I do like that. Like Lady True was one of my favorite parts of this. Yes. Um, because I enjoyed her character and, uh, you know, there this show wanted I, I to enjoyed, say the same way that I enjoyed all the Vite stuff and the yeah. um, no I thought and I the same way I, lo- I loved her her whole deal I loved the scenes I uh, you know the um the settings rather I loved the daughter mother uh, all the stuff around her I loved the sleeves on her garments like everything about her was from the first time that, that she showed up at the egg people's house like I was mm-hmm. I was like this is she's really changing the barometric pressure of the show. Yeah, but I, I like I would have liked to see more of her. Like everybody, like the show wanted to say so many different things, and it said mm-hmm. all of them, and it said all of them artfully, but mm-hmm. all of them very briefly. So people can be forgiven. Like so, you're saying, are you getting this? And you have to pause. You have to because the show makes its points not a hundred times. It does not hit you over the head with them. They're mm-hmm. there. They're artfully done. They're not obscure. You don't have to puzzle it out. But there's so many of them that mm-hmm. it's almost like overload. Right? It's just. Within any given scene or any given episode, there's so much there on many different topics in all directions. And so I feel like a lot of people who watch the show will feel like, you know, whatever that diagram is of like being pulled by, you know, uh, horses pulling you in 17 different directions or whatever, being drawn and quartered by the show <laughs> mentally. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, um, which, which is great and, and fascinating. But again, I feel like if it if it uh, a more traditional structure to concentrate on a few things for longer and 
you know, maybe trim one or two of the things. Like you can't say everything. You got nine episodes. You can't say everything. Can, uh, compare this, for example, to Chernobyl, which had a few, like maybe three or four very important things to say. Mm-hmm. And it really put its weight behind them. Right. Right. Less, right, right. less complicated, obviously constrained by reality because it is actual history and not just entirely mm-hmm. made up. So you can't be as wacky as the as Watchmen can be. But a very different approach of saying, I'm not going to, there are many things that could have commented on in terms of life in, in the Soviet Union and the Cold War and gender relations and geopolitics. And, and it decided that will all be there as background noise, but I'm going to say a few things about this, that, and the other thing. And that's where it really concentrated. Whereas Watchmen was mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm making, you know, I can make up anything I want. It's entirely fiction and I've got a lot of good ideas and I pull them in. And I agree, they were all good ideas and they were all in there. Mm-hmm. Just feels maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit, not overwhelming, but a little bit overstuffed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, a, little, a little bit overstuffed. But anyway, I I enjoyed the performances. I liked all those actors. I'm glad you I watched really, it. I'm glad you stuck with it. I really wish that they. I know this. The current thing is like, are they going to do a quote unquote season two no, or whatever? They're not. They better not. I God, just so, stop. Stop there. That's fine. Don't don't. So here's the thing. I, and normally, I would agree with you. Except I just think of uh, season two of Leftovers. After season yeah. one of Leftovers, I'm like, you should probably just stop because you can't obviously years, you, though. Like, you can't was... obviously make a season two of Leftovers, and they did, and it is so bananas, ridiculous mm-hmm. at like an unexpected direction from the first season. It's one of my favorite second seasons of any show. Maybe probably my favorite second season of any show ever, just because of yeah. how unexpected it was so and many how people. this this not only minted a lot of. Um, new Watchmen fans, but it it also I think is going to bring a lot of people to the leftovers in particular. I really our friends are watching some of our friends. Yeah, and my which, which surprises friends. me because like I can't believe Casey's not, watching leftovers. It's not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, know why. I, don't know I mean, no, that does not a slag. It just doesn't really seem like his kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's why I haven't. I didn't. You know, it's the reason I came to you with my half hearted pitch for the leftovers yeah. and did not. Come yeah. to other people who I knew this is probably not a show for, which is fine. Everything's not for every people. Like people aren't coming to me and telling me horror movies that I want to watch because I'm not a horror movie fan. Like it's it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. It's just you know I, I, I maybe you can build up a tolerance for on Watchmen and say maybe I'm ready for leftovers. You probably aren't though, honestly. <laughs> That's <laughs> crush. It's such a crushing show. I also just want to give a, a shout out to just the the on screen talent. The you know I mean obviously the all all the primary characters are. Um, I mean, obviously, deeply talented actors. Uh, interesting note in passing, I heard, again, on The Watch, I heard um, the guy who plays Cal. You know, he's an architect who's only been acting for a few years. Did not know that. He went to Berkeley, and he's an architect. And um, he, uh, yeah, he's only been acting for a few it's years. Pretty, but He's pretty handsome for an architect. He's, yes, no kidding. <laughs> um, but think about, there's so many, um, well, there are no, you know, small parts, only small actors. But mm-hmm. in, in relatively minor roles... Like the woman that plays her daughter, Bunny Colvin from The Wire as the newsstand guy. The woman who plays Will's wife in that one episode, that very slender woman yep. who I I these are all actors who who just they just kill it at this role. I mean, she's only in one episode, yep. but she was so at every turn, she was so perfect in that role. I, I was most uh, pleasantly surprised by like the big names. Because normally when you see like, oh, Jeremy Irons, little stunt casting, whatever, I thought he was great. I thought I didn't for a second think I'm looking. I'm looking. The scene at, when he talks to Doctor Manhattan is just like yeah. Well, I didn't for a second think I'm watching Jeremy Irons. He so inhabited <laughs> that character that it, he was. Vibe he let himself from... be painted gold. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I mean, he should. I don't know. He uh, just knowing what we know about how um, I like to see him at least get a nomination 
for an Emmy? Probably what supporting actor? I, I mean, I don't know. With that stuff, you feel like, oh, because he's Jeremy Irons. Is that why he's getting a nomination? There's so many good performances in this one. Thing, well, yeah, because you know? he's Jeremy Irons. And like, he's really good he was, I, as like, what's, wackadoo what's her name? guy in a dress. Like, uh, Lori, I thought, was also great, although that actor is far less well-known. Uh, I think she was fantastic. Jean Smart? Yeah. She's pretty well-known. But yeah, I agree. Oh, she was terrific. She's terrific. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Louis Costa Jr. was great. I mean... It's just I don't I don't really have a bad thing to say about the show except that my I, I'm falling into this trap laid for me by John Syracuse, which is like my expectations were so high about like and again I mean I, we can agree to disagree but like I thought the way they were leaning into just the image of in the end of the first episode right Louis Gossett Jr. you know we've seen this thing happen in Tulsa. It, it might be easy to forget like how high impact that first episode is, which was a pilot. They shot it as a pilot because that's he, he likes to do pilots. But the ending that episode with this very old man just sitting there with his flashlight and Don Johnson's hanging from a tree in his police uniform in this show that's about, you know, racial mm-hmm. injustice. And so, it's like I, I'm, I get shivers thinking about it right now. I mean, what an insane way to end your first episode of a TV show. I'm the, I'm the one who hung your chief. Strung up. Strung yeah. up. Is that what he says? I'm going to strung up your chief. Yeah. Um, well, Saigons be Saigons. Boy, there's so many puns. Oh, eggs and legacy, John. Dad, <laughs> Daddy got it for once. <laughs> there's a lot of eggs. Who knew eggs were going to be such a big deal? <laughs> when uh, I was I saying that to Alex and Max on Dubai Friday, what, probably three weeks ago or something like that? I was like, notice how important eggs are in the show. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, at the beginning, like the first episode, she's cracking eggs, and it makes the washman's money. It, it, mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. in your face. Oh, man, you don't, you will just not give me, you will not let me win. No, I'm just like, I'm, I'm giving them demerits for not accepting your egg Oh, explanation. my, you're saying you were, you were. Mm. Yeah, there's eggs everywhere. Well, but not, not obviously. Yeah. Not yeah. at the point when I called it out. It had merely been one egg heavy, heavy episode at that point. On the topic of squid, which is another highly featured thing, mm-hmm. this is my one nerd quibble. Yeah, you know, like this is the part. And you know, you're listening to Friendly Fire, but they have. Oh, a part this is they, uh, this is like at the the second episode of the Isaacson book. This is where you really get into the no, the just just the one thing. So on Friendly Fire, they have they read one of the like goofs from the IMDb of like the most pedantic nerds saying like, "Oh, the insignia on this plane was wrong oh, or whatever." Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. So I've got one of those, and I think, I mean, I understand why they did it. R six license, blah blah blah. But I feel like you didn't need to. Uh, unforced error. Um, the destructive nature of the frozen squid is wildly <laughs> inconsistent. Oh, my goodness. So inconsistent. The first one we see goes through her goes hand like through stigmata. through her hand as, as if it's going like the speed of sound and somehow. And Angela can run with, a, with a, an away suitcase and they on they bounce her off the roof of the car. Some of them punch holes, but some of them don't. But she's got a suitcase over her head. No, that but was People ridiculous. are out in the open. As long as they hunch their shoulders, they're okay. That one that goes through her hand is the most destructive squid in the entire scene. <laughs> all the other ones, all the other ones yeah. are just like golf ball size hail, like which hail. honestly they're is what they would hail. be. They're yeah, because hail, hail yeah. does not actually kill you or destroy things. Like, hail will put dents in your car, but it won't destroy your giant quantum millennium clock. It won't give you clock. stigmata, yeah. Yeah, so I understand that it had to work. I would have yeah. liked, I would have liked to hang a lantern on it and say he was turbocharging the squid to come out at the speed of sound or something like that. But then having it go through the hand, I mean, someone had that vision in their head and they put it on the screen. Oh, they probably had a storyboard or something, know. yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if, and it is mm-hmm. kind of cool if, but if you think about it for two seconds, especially since you do have to get Angela out of there with the away suitcase. And, mm, yeah, the rain falls quibble. on the just and the unjust, even if it's squid. Yeah, squid, squid falls on the unjust and just like. 
<laughs> squid comes in on tiny squid feet. No, I blew it. Sorry. Oh, oh, no one. Not even the rain. The squid eat, has... would eat that pig all at once. <sighs> yeah, no, we're we're all talking about all the tiny cat's paws. Uh, we're talking about the, in, in like a lamb, out like a lion. I feel hey, we could workshop this and come up with something. Jeremy spoke in class today. Thank you.